Hey everybody, thank you for listening to the show. This is PRI Talk and I am your host, Jason. Um, Today I will be talking about this dead period and I am fortunately, unfortunately, going to be the bringer of bad news. So sorry about that in advance. Hey everybody, it is uh, November 4th. Uh, Thanks again for listening, giving you all a little break from the, um, I'm sure, the political bombardment that uh, we've been under um, for the last several days. Uh, Hopefully, chatting a little bit about volleyball gives you guys a little bit of break. Um, First, I did want to mention if you missed last week's episode uh, where I was talking to Kim and Slima about their um, visualization and mental toughness training tool app um, for uh, the phone. Um, you need to go back and listen to that episode. It is awesome. Very uh, gracious to have those two on talking about NeuroFuel. Um, if you are a parent of an athlete, if you are a coach, if you're a club director, definitely something that you want to look into um, getting for your athlete or athletes. Um, and then second thing, uh, before we get started with the topic at hand, um, is, uh, over the next couple weeks, um, probably not next week, but the week after, um, be going to do a new little series, um, talking to some of my colleagues and friends about, um, why we love volleyball and some of us that have been in, um, in the sport for a long time, um, just kind of talking about why we love the sport and what keeps us connected. So that's um, that's been a lot of fun for me to do those recordings with those people. Um, hopefully, you guys will enjoy the conversations as well. So that's uh, that's what's coming up um, over the holiday season here in just a couple weeks. Okay, so the dead period. Um, A lot of you guys know, if you listened to anything that I had said over the last few months, kind of as the the pandemic was happening and quarantining and the dead period started, um, I had been saying for a long time that the dead period was going to get extended to December. So it was not a huge surprise when it got extended um, through December. They should have extended it sooner um, through December because they were going to anyway, Um, but but they, they did finally. And so that's, we're in the middle right now with division one. Uh, I have to make sure I say that specifically division one, uh, dead period. Um, as of right now, it goes until January one of 2021. Um, division two is back to their normal recruiting calendar. I think they were as of September one, um, they went back to their normal recruiting calendar, which for division two, um, you know, only has a dead period, um, during the, uh, signing, signing days or the signing week. Um, other than that, there's no, there's no quiet periods in, um, division two. And so their, their calendar division two looks pretty normal. Right. And, and from what I know is going to continue to look normal, right. For, for division one. Oh, before I get into that, the, the difference for the two, um, is a couple different things. I, I think, I think the biggest one being, um, uh, I'll get into two reasons. One, and I'll talk later about um, another reason. But Division Two, because they recruit a lot more regionally, um, they recruit in their state, in their in their town, you know, in the states surrounding um, them. They they recruit in the states that are similar to their conference. 
most of those schools um, are, are on the same page with with each other, right? There's not a huge um, division between uh, w- within the conferences um, because those schools are are close together. Now, when you get to Division One and you're dealing with um, a lot of different states and a lot of schools that are further apart right now because of the because of the pandemic and everything going on with that, um, you see a lot of schools not on the same page. Um, and, and, and again, just backing up division one recruits and a lot bigger scale nationally versus regionally. Um, although I think there's some arguments for that, uh, potentially changing here, uh, in the near future because of everything going on. But, but that, that's, uh, from my understanding, that's one of the biggest differences. Okay. So division one, Currently on a dead period until January 1st, 2021. I uh, did not want to bring up this topic and didn't really want to talk about this topic um, recently just because there's been a lot of other things going on and, and focus has been kind of elsewhere. But um, over the last couple of weeks, I have been um, mentioning it to college coaches and, and saying, hey, what's the deal? What does this look like? Um, and at first I didn't get a whole lot of feedback, but definitely within the last, um, few weeks, uh, have been hearing from college coaches that, yeah, this is going to happen. So, um, what it looks like is going to happen is the division one committee on something or other. Um, there's a lot of committees, sorry, um, is meeting, uh, the middle of November, the middle of this month. So here in a couple weeks, actually, uh, here in two weeks on the 18th. And um, it looks like they are going to be discussing extending the dead period. Okay. Now, just discussing the dead period isn't necessarily a huge deal. Um, but, but I'm but I'm hearing two things that are coming from that. One, they're they're it's it's on the table, which is always not not a good thing. Okay. Um, but the the other piece to that is um, what I'm hearing from college coaches or the other pieces to that are what I'm hearing from college coaches are they're looking at extending the dead period um, to the end of June or even July of 2021. Okay. Which, which puts us um, in a position where these division one coaches would be making phone calls on June 15th, again, potentially um, to athletes that they didn't see at all play that club season, or at least didn't see live. Okay. that. Brings about a whole nother lot of issues, um, but we'll talk more about that later uh, if we need to. But um, so one, looking at potentially extending the dead period to, to June or even July, the end of June or even July. Um, the other piece about that is the um, whatever Division One basketball committee um, has, has um, suggested um, or maybe even preferred that the dead period be extended through the end of the um, NCAA Division One basketball um, championship segment. So, so at a minimum, um, again, this was is has been requested by the the basketball schools people committee that that the dead period get extended through the end of the the basketball championship segment. Okay, so at a minimum. At a minimum, we're looking at the dead period being extended um, through the end of March, okay, through the NCAA tournament season. Um, and, and that is really right now 
um, the best case scenario. Because as, as we all know, football and basketball drive the bus, right? So if basketball is asking for something, um, especially during their tournament season, um, then then it's going to happen, right? And there's a couple different things here, I think, going on. Um, obviously, state to state, um, you know, region to region in this country right now, everyone's on a different page as far as the pandemic goes. Some places have never really locked down. Other places like here in Texas were, I mean, not back to normal, but it, it feels pretty darn close to that. Um, there's some, you know, things there, but, but you know, places out east haven't, uh, really, I mean, some of those, they haven't gone out of their home yet, right? So um, every place looks a little bit different. I talked to some college coaches, you know, they, hey, we just started practice a week ago. Hey, we still ha- can't have the full team in the gym at the same time. So everyone's kind of all all over the map, right? Um, so that's part of it. The other piece here is, if you remember last year, we didn't finish, we didn't do the NCAA basketball tournament, Okay. Um, which was a huge, huge deal. Millions, hundreds of millions of dollars were lost um, be- because of not doing that NCAA tournament, right? So at risk of the NCAA tournament not happening again, which which I said last year at the very beginning, you can't go back-to-back years without having the NCAA tournament. And I think Coach K said the same thing. So here on the same page, which is good. Um, but you can't go back-to-back years um, without the NCAA basketball tournament. You just can't. The, the, the money loss there is going to be detrimental um, to programs across the country. Um, not that it already has or hasn't, not that it hasn't already, but but it will be even even worse. Okay. So um, so that's a big part of it. Um, I think if 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 you are going to try and figure out, hey, what do we need to do to make sure we have this basketball tournament? Um, so that we can get the inflow of cash and money that we need at these different programs and at these different schools, you've got to have the NCAA tournament. And, and so um, you, you can't risk that. And so one of the risks to that is, hey, a recruit comes on a visit and meets with a team and doesn't know he was positive and, and other people on the team get positive and now you're out, now you're out of team. Um, and that team played this school without knowing it. And, and, and so you, you could have a, a bunch of teams get it and it could spread really, really quick. Um, I don't know what kind of uh, stipulations or, or things they're, they're going to put in play um, for, for basketball season. Um, haven't seen a ton of that quite yet. I would assume it's going to be similar to what volleyball is doing right now and limit fans or no fans and, and things like that. But um that's something that you you don't want to risk. And so if that means that that division one stays on a dead period, then division one stays on a dead period, um, which is is horrible for a lot of reasons. But at the same time, again, the risk is not having the the division one basketball tournament. And that's I think it's <laughs> it's too big a risk, um, really. And so uh, that is going to be um, at least one of the driving forces um, behind, uh, extending the dead period. Okay. Now the other part of this, um, like I was talking about earlier, as far as the difference between division two and division one, there is this thing, division one, um, likes to use a lot and a lot of schools and coaches and administrators and whoever else will, will, will play this card a lot. And that one 
And that card is um, recruiting advantage. Okay. So if one school has a, a, a recruiting advantage over another school, and a lot of times um, this happens in conference, um, but a lot of times it's your, uh, your, your rival conference, right? So like an ACC, SEC type of situation. If there's something that the ACC can do compliance-wise or their interpretation of a rule that they can do and the SEC has determined in their interpretation that you can't do said thing, right? That's a recruiting advantage from one school to the next. And that is a huge deal, okay? Um, at, at these, especially the power five schools. Um, so that is a card that gets played a lot. And it's definitely a card that's getting played right now, okay? Um, when it comes to this dead period being extended, right? So you have some schools in states um, that, that um, are, are able to practice. You have other schools that aren't, right? Um, if you have, you have clubs starting up, okay? Now the practices start here in Texas in November, um, you've got clubs starting up. So if you weren't on a dead period, um, there would be coaches out going recruiting and, and watching club volleyball, where in other states they wouldn't be able to, right? So, so there's a lot of um, issues there as far as the quote-unquote recruiting advantage. And so I think those um, two things, the, the, the basketball tournament needing to happen and, and this whole recruiting advantage kind of nationally um, issue at the division one level. Again, it's not really there at division two because of the recruiting is done so regionally and, um, um, and, and that's, and that's part of it. So that, that's the reason that this, um, dead period is going to get, um, extended in my opinion. I think all the coaches I talk to, the information that they're getting from their compliance and people and, um, a couple of emails that have been sent to me, um, that, that kind of play this out, like the dead period is going to get extended, right? Okay, so if that's true, which if you are in the 22 class and still uncommitted, if you're in the 21 class, 21 class, that's a whole other issue right now, but if you're in the 22 class and still uncommitted, if you're in the 2023 class, you need to get started with your recruiting process. Um, if you haven't Already, obviously, I know a lot of 22s out there are, are grinding really hard and making things happen, and there's already lots of 22s committed. In the 23 class, obviously, coaches can't contact you directly now, um, but now is the time that you need to get started and get moving with your process because those times that those coaches are going to be able to watch you um, potentially live at the Division One level is going to be very small, if any, between now and June 15th when they can talk to you on the phone. Okay. Um, and so it's going to be really, really important, um, that you have your film up and available. The other part too, and, I, and I'll definitely mention this. Um, I posted a video on Facebook several weeks ago. Um, I was getting asked the question a lot about whether or not, um, athletes should attend these, um, uh, virtual camps, virtual college camps, um, where coaches could log in and watch live, uh, and don't, you know, that's a whole, we can talk about that, um, why that rule is written that way and whatnot, but, um, but should athletes come to these, you know, virtual college camps and are they a good idea? Um, and, and I kind of, uh, you can go watch the video, but I kind of gave my opinion on it. Um, I, it, 
a quick summary in general, I don't think something like that is going to move the needle necessarily recruiting wise um, for, for a lot of kids. For some kids it might, um, but for a lot of kids, I don't necessarily think it's going to move the needle any more than sending them film would. Okay. Now, because of um, this dead period getting extended, uh, potentially get, getting extended, um, I think that those actually, especially for maybe some of the younger kids, could potentially be um, could could potentially be a good idea. Okay, not that they're a hundred percent a good idea. Um, I'm still a little cautious for several reasons um, uh, that I, I talked about in the video, um, but but I do think that there is an argument for those. Um, as especially if the camp is going to be run really well and, and some camps are going to be run really well and some of those aren't right. Um, just like regular camps in general, regular college camps in general, some are run well and some aren't, some are run to make money and some are actually run to get kids exposure. Okay. So, um, there's definitely some variables there. Um, but I do think potentially it could be, um, a benefit, um, to some athletes in some specific situations, but I do still think, um, especially for you younger athletes that are in the class of 23, um, getting your film out there and connecting with college coaches and letting them know that you're interested. That whole thing is a, a way bigger piece to the puzzle than hoping that some camp, uh, some college coach is watching at the one time that you do something well at, at one of these camps. Okay. So, um, I do, I definitely do think there's some variables there. I definitely think there's going to be some positives. Um, from the college coach perspective, um, these college coaches are trying to get evals on athletes, right? So, so getting out in front of them and watching them in this type of atmosphere, atmosphere again, if the camp is done well, um, like I said, could be beneficial um, to some of those athletes. Uh, the other thing, um, and, and last thing, I think that I, I did want to mention um, this: the talk of the the dead period getting extended now through through March at least, or through June and July, um, brings up uh, the topic that I was talking about in my blog post this week. If you didn't uh, catch my blog, you can go to privolleyball.com, click on blog, and it should be the the newest one. At least it is this week, um, as far as my blog post on there, and read that. Um, but I was talking about in there and, and asking the question if, if we're losing the importance of the campus visit. Um, and, and I think, unfortunately, in a lot of um, ways we are, obviously, there's a ton of reasons um, why, why that piece of it is, is going away. Um, but it, it does look like we're going to be in the same boat for an entire calendar year. Um, of being on this dead period from, you know, March to March and maybe even a little bit more. Um, and so that, that to me, that campus visit is really important and connecting with that athlete on a face-to-face -face level and the parents on a face-to-face -face level um, and the inability right now to do that. I think, I think we're missing some pieces as far as how this recruiting process works. Um, and, and it's definitely unfortunate. I know there's, there's obviously, there's nothing you can do about it, <laughs> right? Um, but but it, it is definitely unfortunate to be losing some of those pieces. And I talked about that on the blog. Um, so go check that out. Um, the, the other thing too uh, that I have talked about is what does what does recruiting like in, look like in the spring? 
Um, it, it's something that I talked about in another blog post. Um, it, it's something else that I've talked about is what is, what is recruiting look like in the spring? And so, um, definitely lots of good information on my website as always, um, kind of my insight and ideas and thoughts on, on all things recruiting. So definitely go check that out. Um, if you missed last week's podcast, go listen to it. Um, make sure you're hitting that subscribe button. Um, so you can get the next, uh, few episodes over the holidays, um, on some of my conversations with some of my friends on, you know, why we love volleyball. So thank you guys for listening. I hope you have a fantastic week. Um, and as always coaches are people too. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. If you would like more tips, updates, or recruiting assistance, go to my website, privolleyball.com, check out my blog, or reach out to me directly if you have any other questions. You can also find me on social media, on Facebook and Instagram at Parallel Recruiting Initiative. If you need specific recruiting help, I have a couple different ways I can help you. Please reach out to me on my website or social media. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you have found this podcast interesting, helpful, or beneficial, or you're just a huge fan of myself, then please think about donating to the PRI Talk podcast. I would love to continue bringing you recruiting advice, as well as information on current volleyball events, and your support can definitely help make that happen.